Sam Beckman-Fried, Carlos Watson, Miss Thanos herself, Elizabeth Holmes. These are people that were picked out as top entrepreneurs and unfortunately they have committed heinous crimes and are either in jail or on trial because of the fraud theft that they've committed. What's mm -hmm. your thought process on, on scarcity mindset? I think scarcity mindset is driven by factors that you might not really know yourself, mm -hmm. but they've been a part of you for a long time. Mm -hmm. And I think you're in a search for something uh, greater, something bigger, and something that gives you like that gratification that maybe you haven't gotten your whole life. So you find yourself taking shortcuts to get there. Mm -hmm. So when you see an opportunity that might not seem ethical, you're going to jump on it and really turn up the dial because if you lose this one opportunity, you don't know when the next gold rush might come again. Remember that one black kid who was like super young and he spoke and acted like a doctor. What was he, his name? he did oh, multiple, oh he did that multiple times. He did times. multiple times yeah. and yeah. he finessed everybody. And then he got finally found out that this guy is actually a fraud. You know, what are your thoughts on stealing people's content? And here's the thing too, though, is that as creatives, in order to start, you kind of need to steal to start, you know? What we'll be discussing in this episode of Hustle Over Everything is the mindset that makes entrepreneurs lie, we reveal our own lying to a brand story, and we discuss if copying a creative style is flattery or theft. All that and a lot more on this episode. If you get any value from this episode, please hit subscribe. Let us jump into the show. Hello and welcome to Hustle Over Everything Podcast. This is a podcast where we receive stories, tips, and tactics from entrepreneurs who have done it. I'm Alex. And I'm Ono Sinde. Today we're talking about lying and cheating. Before you move on, mention the one that's going on, the biggest one right now. Oh, uh, the biggest one right now. Caesar? DJ Envy and Caesar. Caesar. That's the biggest one DJ right now. Envy. Yeah. That is definitely one of the biggest ones right now. <laughs> and um, it's sad because... It was right there in front of mm. a lot everybody. We were there when they were promoting it. We were in Atlanta for InvestFest, and we we sat through their their whole pitch at, in front of the, the whole thing. So these guys were claiming outrageous returns, like 20, 21% returns on real estate, which is insane, crazy, because that means like on a steady year, you're still getting 20% each and every single time. You might get, it's, it's cyclical, right? But yeah, it's yeah. never been 20%. So- I remember sitting there and I'm like, who is this Caesar guy? You know, NJ flipping. Was it what's his handle on, on uh Yeah, NJ flipping flipping something. And, and bro, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, th and this is the thing with these kind of platforms, right? I love InvestFest, I love EYL, but globally, people who get platformed on these stages, whether it's TEDx or maybe it's uh collision or mm -hmm. web summit or anything like that, they immediately get classified as up next right mm. they've discovered a breakthrough in something that everybody can get value from so when you have these type of people take advantage of these platforms the audience member if you look at the framework of how that is like they're up on stage they must know something that i don't and here i am i paid a ticket to be here so whatever is being told by that stage people have done their due diligence to be able to bring these people and actually speak on what they know about mm -hmm. so Who's to blame here, you know? 
Ah, Isaac. Isaac. Give, you owe me another I ten of I didn't turn, <laughs> I didn't turn got, down the volume, you, you bro. Ten each. <laughs> I got the adapters playing on the Bluetooth and everything. But yeah, bro. So you know what I'm saying? This the type of thing that goes on is these media publications, Forbes, the radio shows, the popular podcast hosts who bring on guests who are not really vetted, um, conferences. It just sets people up to be hoodwinked with information that is coming from people with like intentions only for themselves. Why do you think they did that? Like, why do you think Caesar did that? Like, mm. with the co-sign with, with from DJ Envy, he had the opportunity to really build something. Mm. Why do you guys think he actually went through with that? I'm a, can I give my opinion on that? Hundred percent, Isaac, bro. I've been Caesar, waiting. <laughs> Caesar has been saying since he first came out that he learned his real estate knowledge in jail. Now. If you know the real about jail, jail is not a place of rehabilitation. Mm-hmm. Jail is like a big conference for criminals. Mm-hmm. You go in there and you get smarter and you get better at being a criminal because it isn't rehabilitation. It's you literally congregating with these people every single day. Now, mistakes are mistakes. You don't want to judge somebody based off their past, but he got into jail for a reason. Mm-hmm. Now, him trying to turn his life around and do all these different things legally it just takes that one small little little crack to put you right back down that rabbit hole and i think that whatever he was doing before he went to jail wouldn't get him the money that he could get in that real estate field so i think he mixed the two mm-hmm. i feel like he mixed the criminal with the legit and really tried to get away with it because he had somebody like Envy who's going to popularize it and mm-hmm. give it to the world. So I, that's my opinion on it. I think that him just learning from that criminal mindset anyways, it was just bound to happen. Mm. Okay. But the way you said that, like, jail doesn't re- rehab anybody. Do you 100% agree with that? Do you think jail doesn't rehab anybody? I think, I, I think 100%. it doesn't really. It might make you 100%. feel... Um, remorseful for what you did, but what do they say? Birds that flock together, state, you know, people Birds of a feather flock together. Exactly, yeah. pretty much that. So when you're around uh, people who are crooks and you're talking about stories of what you did and everything, that energy mixed with that floating aggression that's like roaming around the same place, yeah. you don't immediately come out and you're like, I'm a changed man, right? It's like you still have the residue of. The criminality inside inside jail. But uh, look at Wallow though, like someone like Wallow. So that's or- a rare. I feel like that's a rare example. But also, you have to look at it like this: when you go to a rehab facility, right? Mm. They literally help you get better. Whether it's giving you medicine, checking up mm. on you every day, going through different types of therapy. In mm. jail, you have to do that on your own. Yeah, you have to make that realization that Wallow had on your own. Mm-hmm. So that's not rehab. Real rehab, somebody is helping you. But in jail, you're not being helped. You're literally fend for yourself, feed you to the wolves. You're going to latch on and, and be around whoever mm-hmm. you feel makes you feel safe. Mm-hmm. So it's it, yeah. it, there's no way in this jail system that it can be re- rehabilitation. But you have places like Switzerland and Sweden and stuff like that where their jail is legitimate rehab. It's actually These like guys a don't house. even have jail cells. They don't. They have a crib. They have a room, a room. with a TV. With TV, Wi-Fi. With channels. They with can channels. just open the door, walk out. With Netflix. <laughs> You know what I mean? Because they actually trust their people. And I think their um, uh, their crime rate or the people that come out of jail, they're like 90% in not going back. Mm-hmm. 
mm. here go search up that number here that number yeah here is and like- also take it in right someone who's going to jail that character has been built over a long period of time it's hard to change behavior right especially when you go to jail and you're told to sit in a cell and sit there and do the same thing every single day routine you come in you come out you might go to the library you might go to the gym but you're so confined in this particular space there's no room for growth so how does character even develop how do you even make a change for the better it's a decision you have to make when you leave jail to be like i want to do better but if you see an opportunity be like ah okay this seems legit but i can i can finesse it i can recoup my dead time i had in jail and make more money that's why the scarcity mindset that you're talking about comes in Mm. now let's get back to us because we're everyday people not a lot of us are actually going to jail or touching jail Mm -hmm. how do you think that affects us as everyday entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. one of mine that that affects me is over promising Mm -hmm. that's one of the big ones that I find how about y'all in delivering something this when it comes to the entrepreneurship life so you said yours is um, over-promising, mm-hmm. delivering something like, hey, I'll get that to you by tomorrow, mm-hmm. but it might be Thursday. Mm-hmm. So you feel like you're lying. Mm-hmm. So you're lying to yourself and you're lying to the, to the no, customer. I, th- I think what, what have happened to me previously, like before I, I dealt with it, was that when I had a scarcity mindset, I'd go to somebody that, well, that I'm trying to close and be like, whatever you need, I can get it done. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's like one of the biggest things that a lot of entrepreneurs cannot do is this saying yes to close the deal Mm -hmm. no matter what. Then, all right, now I got to figure it out, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. because it can work one time. It can work two times. But if you have that as your philosophy going forward. That's where you're gonna. So it's a recipe for disaster. Yeah, 100%. yeah. it's just gonna pile up on you, anyways. Yeah, exactly, right. exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. You need to create like the actual system of execution, so you're making the consistent process. Yeah, yeah. continuously. It's, it's pretty much like uh, trying to forecast things that seem possible, but you don't have proof that they are possible. Mm. It's more of like an internal dialogue you have with yourself saying, yes, this is achievable, Mm -hmm. but you over forecast your numbers, your projections, what can get done. Mm -hmm. And you don't really factor in external variables that might come in your way Mm -hmm. and make you, you know, maybe not get to where you want to be. So you share these numbers, projections. Yes, we can deliver that. We can deliver that. We can do this. We'll do this in sales. We'll do this in acquisition of certain things. But you know it's a lie. Mm. You know it's a lie because you're trying to overcompensate for maybe this podcast is brought to you by Nyorai Sellers. If you didn't know, Nyorai Sellers is the only black-owned wine company in Canada. Right now, I'm holding the Rosé, the 2021 Rosé bottle. This drink is amazing. I mean, it's perfect for those dishes such as seafood where you're cooking shrimp, you're having some pasta, whatever it is you're having. Grab a bottle of Nyorai Cellars, the rosé. If you're having a date night with your significant other, you know what to grab. Grab the Nyorai. Whatever it is, grab the Nyorai. I mean, you will not go wrong with this wine. It's perfect for everybody. If you've never drank wine, this is a great bottle for you. Or even if you're a wine expert, you're an aficionado and you drink everything. I mean, you cannot go in Nyorai. I'm telling you, this wine is really, really good. And even though I'm boosting it this hard, is because I really love drinking it and I'm someone who loves to drink wine. So whatever it is, whatever the special occasion, 
check on your ride. They have Sauvignon Blancs. They have Rieslings. I'm holding the Rosé right now. They have a wide variety of different collections of different wines you can choose from. Make sure to check them out. The link is going to be in the description. Check them out. Order a crate for yourself or you can uh, send a gift to someone that you want to gift um, some wine to. Uh, you can't go wrong with that. So in your rye sellers, check them out. Link will be in the description. And I'm back to the show. So like not looking as if you're making the wrong, especially think about as an entrepreneur, right? You've made the decision to go all out by yourself, mm -hmm. right? For example, you, Isaac, you know, you're yeah. going out as a, as a videographer and you're thinking, man, I'm going to like do this business. Mm -hmm. So you kind of have to have a little bit of delusional oh, mindset because bro, if you don't have that, there's, <laughs> you don't, you stand no chance. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. We're going to have like maybe uh 50k in sales. Well, like every other business does, 80k in the first year mm -hmm. right so that kind of uh, uh not having the belief in yourself you're not doing yourself a disservice you, you it's actually better to lie a little bit to yourself than to actually try to be very uh like reserved like yeah i think we can do it because that mindset doesn't even inspire the people you're trying to bring on mm -hmm. right so actually you need to inspire mm -hmm. others to get yes. them to believe in you mm -hmm. facts mm -hmm. you get what i'm saying you That's have like, to lie to yourself so it's a it's yeah. a slippery slope because in order to make it you have to use the same muscle the, the mental same muscle, muscle yeah of yeah. lying to yourself to push you forward mm -hmm. but facts. you have to be able to turn it off when talking to other people yeah because then you can lead them down this the same slope yeah but over promise yeah mm -hmm. that is the big thing bro yeah. entrepreneurs are the biggest liars out there every every single way the way you might be the most honest guy but lying is part of the game mm -hmm. you gotta lie to your employees and tell them yeah hey, i don't think you're gonna get laid off boom the next two weeks you get an email i'm sorry guys everyone's getting laid off mm -hmm. but like I, you told me you're not gonna uh, lay me off right I because that time yo, that i told you Shit. I wasn't going to lay you off. <laughs> yeah, bro, think about like uh, the Rose and Kawhi, right? It's, it's, it's money has no emotions, bro. Facts. Right? When it's like straight business, it's just Facts. like, hey, look, like at the time, this was the information I had. But with this information, I got to do what I got to do. Yeah. But you lied to me. I was like, I did, but numbers don't lie. Yeah. Think about numbers are the most consistent thing out there. Everything begins and ends with a number. Every decision you make ends and begins with a number anywhere in your life. Mm -hmm. That's the most constant thing. The only thing that lies is your words and how you feel about certain things. Facts. To a point. Okay. But I don't want to get into semantics. Yeah. Um, but so we, we, What was your question again? What was your question again? When's the, when, when's the first, like, what do you lie about every day? No, I was saying, um, what was the time that you lied about? What was the time you lied in your entrepreneurship journey? Oh, oh man. Yeah. I mean, I got another story. I think you know what we're talking about. Oh yeah, the the, the um, square, <laughs> bro. We can get there in the future. Leap that out, editor, please. Bro, that out. Square is actually a company too. Yes, but I was giving them a hint. I, was, I wasn't telling. I wasn't saying square. I was saying like. But if entrepreneurs use square, yes. But he was just trying to say different names. Bro, but when you say square to me, I'm like I'm thinking square because <laughs> square. If you like, told no, me. No, no. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> so this happened, right? I was trying to hit but, to you. But, but, I was trying to hit to you that, that it was so you could be on the same like, shit. He's like, no. My bruh. Why? why? No, no, you, you're right. You're right, bro. No, but, you're right. Know, but he, was, he wasn't trying to stay the I was trying to say, because I'm like, yeah, we never know. We could get too. Ah, all right. <laughs> That's what I was trying to hint, hint at it. But I, I should have I said, 
I don't know. What can I have said? You just said redacted, and then he would have caught on. Yeah, <laughs> something. They're not square. Oh, I'm like, Square's actually That's a company me. that we can That's actually go. Because yeah. Cash App, too. Shout out Square. Square is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Word, I should have said redacted. Thank you. So, so maybe you should, when you worked with redacted. <laughs> yes, when we yes. worked with redacted. All right, so uh, did we talk about the story about redacted? No, you guys never told me the story, no. I, I, I want to say it, or shall, or shall I? But on that case, too, the, uh, the yeah. redacted company. Yes. You still have shame about that? Is that why you don't want to mention them? No, it's because you never know if you want to work with them in the future. But I think it's 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 part of the podcast we're doing, it, isn't it? For sure. But, but like, it's part of the theme. Don't say names, yeah. Nah, nah, Just don't nah, say names. Nah. So, oh, you guys, I'm like, yeah, but like, we learned this our This is lesson. a part of lying with entrepreneurship. <laughs> we're lying right now. We're lying. <laughs> no, no. We're omitted. <laughs> <laughs> so, bro, that's how people lie, bro. Yes, you omit yes, facts. Yes, 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 you omit facts. Yes, so, so we're actually playing into the yeah, pod. Exactly, exactly. Exactly. No, no, no. Is, is it? It's, it's omitting, but it's not like it's omitting to protect the brand. Is what yeah, we're doing. We're protecting the, the brand. brand. You know, this guy's trying to call them out. Call them out. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta get into the Slack channel. Yo, you ever been these guys? <laughs> Look what they're talking about. But yo, I, but these guys, even these execs, they lie all the time too. So they're like, they ah, yeah, you get it. They do, they do. So, yeah. All right. So, so the redacted story. Yeah. So, so, re- so are you sure? You want to say? All right. You, you, you say it, and I'll jump in. Okay. So, we were hustling to get brand partners, sponsorships for the podcast. This is about. I'd say 2020, mm-hmm. 2020-ish. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I was like, I'm going to just go compile a list of different products and services that could be useful for our audience. So Redacted comes into play. And this is a huge company. I'm like thinking, what do we have to offer at this stage of the game? What can we really do that will get them excited? I wrote a really good email talking about how we use their service, how it's really helped us get started how we're looking to partner with different services that helps our entrepreneurial audience. I emailed their head of uh, marketing and, uh, you know, she gets back to me. It's like, hey, yeah, like I took a look at your website and I, I wake up in the morning. I'm looking at the redacted brand name. This is a household name. And there's the head of, um, I think it's a head of influencer marketing, I think it was. And I was like, all right, cool. We got a, we got a meeting. So I tell Al. I'm like, yo, you not believe who we just got a meeting with. He's like, yo, no way, no way. So we prepare for the meeting. I'm like, you know, before we prepare, we got to understand what they want from us. We just can't go pitch without understanding what the, yeah. the need is. We go there. They're doing their due diligence. So it's the head of influencer marketing and her right-hand person, who is this young girl. She's like fresh out, fresh out of school, but she's like the one who kind of manages the programs that, the head implements. It gets to a part in the question where she asks us, oh, so you guys use our, our service. <laughs> so imagine this. This is a this is like an online call. <coughs> and it's hard to really read body language because if we're in the same room, I can look at Al and be like, should we lie <laughs> about this? Should we yeah. be honest? But you don't know how to take turns and who's going to speak. Yeah, yeah. So they ask us, do you use it? And rightfully so, we do use it, but we use it for personal use. Yeah. But they wanted to understand how we use it for our podcast, mm-hmm. how we use it to manage everything. So we go like, yeah. 
I don't know who said yeah first. I think it was me. I'll I keep think, it a buck. It was I think me. it was Alex. No, 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 no. It was, it was it just me? It was me times 10. Yeah. <laughs> I jump out the window. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We use it all the time. Yeah. It hooks up to the podcast. No, like, like, like. We use it to, to, to share everything with each other. Jump like, out the window. And I'm like, oh, shit. Right? <laughs> I'm like thinking if we did do that, they'll probably be like, okay, amazing. Sounds good. We'll be in touch. It's just kind of like uh, wrapping up the pleasantries yeah, after you're wrapping yeah. the call. When you ask me, do you use it? You're like, yeah, amazing. Cool. But No. You know what they decide to do? They decide to double down and ask us, oh, yeah, share us your account details. We'd love to see how you guys use it every day. And I'm like, every in my mind, I'm like, every day. The more subscribers we have, the better the guests get. So please hit subscribe. Let's get back to the show. And I stay quiet. So I look over to Alex's square in the thing to see what he's going to say. Because he's just like, yeah, we use it all the time. And I'm like, fuck, fuck. And then we're just trying to play cool. We're going to say, all right, uh, we're going to figure it out after. But just to like keep cool in the call, we're like, yes, we'll share everything with you. We'll send you an email. We'll follow up. Everything will be kosher. You forgot one point. Which one? She met, She drops this bomb and I said, what do you think about billboards? Would you guys be cool being on the billboard? You're like, what? <laughs> Hell yes, we would. <laughs> You'd love to be on the billboard. This at the time when like the whole Black Lives Matter. And it, was, it, was. On, right? it was. It was. No, I don't think it was at the time. This is. What? It was, this was right before, 20? actually. No, no, no. It's, right, it's closely. No, no, no. It was. Because remember, we started March 2020. Yeah. And we were doing virtual. So, and that was June. But when we did it, it was fall. So it was after it, but it was like far after it. But it's still fresh, though. That whole year it was, was like, like it was twenty. BLM, BLM, it, was, it was like yeah, it was like the was BLM residue was still the high BLM up residue was still yeah, there. Yeah, still yeah, there. Yeah, there was a lot sure. of like guilt and people are like feeling. How can we help mm-hmm. yeah. uh, the community? Mm-hmm. So uh, we 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 got a lot of meetings. Um, uh, meetings that did end up going well. Uh, you can mention like GoDaddy. We had extensive chats with GoDaddy at the time. Shout out GoDaddy. Right, they really like try to work something. We were, we were just not ready, but they really yeah. wanted to work with us, but amazing pitch amazing everything but just the work wasn't there it's like yeah we can't bring you to the team because the numbers are there so back to the redacted company um we have a post meeting chat and we're like bro they want us to send us this email what are we gonna do so we're debating whether to come clean or not or just to create an account and send it to them but they'll see that this is a brand new account you just started after the call. So either way, we were toast. So if we came clean, they could have been like, it's all good. I get it. Being part of influencer or a creator, you got a lot of pressure to say yes, just to get the deal done. But they could have they they sympathized a little bit. But we had a lot of analysis paralysis, and we just decided to never look back and just let it go. And that was that. Yeah. And that's that's where those that those lies those lies can that, take. And that was a blessing. Yeah. Lose you opportunities. Yeah. That was a blessing because we did that and we're like, all right, never do that ever again. Mm-hmm. You know, so that, I think that was beautiful for us because now in meetings we tell the exact truth. We say everything that yeah. we needs to be said. You know, <coughs> so it was a good. What you just said right there, I think that's a huge thing with entrepreneurs in general. Like, you're learning on the way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's no playbook. There's no guideline. You can read all the books that you want in the world from successful entrepreneurs. Even in your field, 
that route is not your route. So it's hard to even like know what to do in that situation because there's you never been there before. So that's I feel like that's a huge reason why entrepreneurs lie because mm-hmm. you're literally just learning on the way. Mm-hmm. And it's a survival of the fittest. Yeah, mm-hmm. survival of the fittest. I, I agree. Right? And it's like there's a known unknown thing too, mm-hmm. right? Where it's like, I think the, the, the angle, and correct me if I'm wrong, and it's like, I don't know this, but I can figure it out. I don't know this at all, and I cannot figure it out. You know, and I, I know this, and I can figure it out, and I know this, and I know it, mm-hmm. right? So there's different elements of knowing and not knowing, yeah. right? A lot of things that we look at, we're like, I know that, but I don't know how to do it. Mm. So we can look at it and be like, yeah, I, I know how to do that, but I, it out. but I can figure it out, no problem. And sometimes it can work. And it's worked mm-hmm. for us too. Mm-hmm. There's been times we're in meetings and like, listen, we do that for ourselves. We can do that for you, no problem. You have done yeah. before. Yeah, I mean, uh, 100% that like works. look at uh, Chinelli. Ch- uh, uh, Nathaniel. Nathaniel, yeah, right? How Uplift got started is from, uh, from uh, an unknown unknown. Unknown unknown. So yeah. Chinelli, I mean, I, I, I cold called him. Uh, Chinelli, shout out to DC Talks Podcast. We call him he's like brings us to the meeting he's like come in let's chat and uh we went there to pitch in the standard content talking at content we do for realtors and mortgage brokers and uh he's sitting there it's like a boy in his you know the uh, you you, yeah, yeah. Like, you, you know the place know. right <laughs> but for the people listening his he has a really beautiful office long table marble uh four chairs on each side so he's sitting on the other side with his assistant alex and on other thing i've done my pitch i already told him he's like listen i already know about you guys I've done my background. I do every. I, I've seen what you guys do. Um, he's like, you know, this is great. I already do. I already do content, but uh, I want to do a podcast. He's like, do you guys do podcasts? And I turn to my left, and <laughs> Alex's face is like very like deadpan. Deadpan, right? And I'm about to say something. Alex is like, yeah, yeah, we do podcasts. Yeah, I, 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 I was about to say no. Why you always <laughs> do that, bro? Alex, it's you. No, 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 no. I wasn't lying that it's time. You. So, so it's a difference. He's like, yeah, yeah. There's, there's a difference. The, 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 that is <laughs> soup. Damn it. Look at, look at me now. Just, just the cats out of the bag. No, no, no. Redacted. Redacted. Take that out, editor. It was a bold-faced lie. Yeah. With this, we actually make podcasts. We, make we, have, pod- we do have a podcast. podcast. Yeah. yeah. So we're like, all right, boom. We know this. We can't yeah. do this. We have the equipment. But we don't offer it. But we don't offer it. But now you asked us to offer it. We will offer it. Now we, we do. Exactly. Now we do offer Big it. Big difference. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. So so that was that was the difference. And then we negotiated and, and got and the got out. Bad. Bro, mm-hmm. in one day, like from call to meeting to that night, paper Sign signed. Yeah. Money paid. Yeah. From a Quasi lie <laughs> <laughs> from, from the original lie. From the original lie. Nate, it was, the, the original. This is what incepted the, the company. Yes, yes. We were talking with Nate, um, shout Nate, and he was like, um, We had a call, bro. It was the Artscape. Shout out Artscape. I know they're going under uh, right now, but shout out Artscape. I'm in their prayer room. I didn't even know they had a prayer room. Mm-hmm. I, had to, I had to find a room quickly. I didn't know what, what I was going to do. And I'm on a call with Nate, and uh, we're trying to figure out like how we can work together because we had just done the ABM event. Shout out ABM. Shout out um, all the people. Who Man like Jimmy. Shout out Jimmy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Shout out everybody. Um, so we're in the room talking. And I'm like, yo, you want to sponsor us? And he's like, uh, I'm not sure yet. Your numbers aren't there yet. And I'm like, oh, we, can, we make content as well. And like, you make content? And, like, and he's like, yeah. I'm like, how much? I'm like, $1,000. I'm like, done. I'm like, 
like, really? That's it? And just like that, we had a client. Mm-hmm. Yo, when I told Owen this, and we were jumping for joy in the middle of our escape, like, yo, we have, we have a deal. We have a deal. That was our first time. That was and that was, time. Uh, that was a, a, a quasi-lie. It's a quasi-lie. You know? Because yeah. we didn't know how to make content, but we had to figure it out. Because mm-hmm. we knew that we could figure it out. And that's the kind of slippery slope mm-hmm. that, that yeah. happens a lot of times as yeah. an entrepreneur. Yeah. You know, like you were mentioning off camera that yeah. you got you had an opportunity for a deal. How'd that go? Talk, talk yeah, especially that. in the videography field. I think um, because people don't have the whole scape of what it takes to be a cameraman and stuff like that. They kind of think cameraman can do everything. Like I'll do a photo shoot and somebody like, Hey, can you just make me look skinnier? Like it's like, no, that's a movie where they do CGI. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like in my situation, it was kind of a thing where it's like, I got approached to do something that I had done, but I wasn't experienced in it. Mm. And the role that they wanted me to play was the main guy. And actually more than just being a cameraman, kind of being on the marketing team for their company, making decisions, talking to radio stations, talking to top coaches from all across the place and kind of playing this role that I've never played before. And a quasi lie where it's like, yeah, I can get this done. Deal Like it was literally phone call, meet next day, deal signed Mm -hmm. thousands of dollars i made Mm -hmm. um working with them and it actually went very well from where we started to where i ended my relationship with them the um their advisor who is a top person in that same field but in um the states Mm -hmm. they were saying that what i was creating was better than what they even had Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like that's where we ended and we, I started from never doing this before, mm-hmm. really, like consistently. Yeah. So, so it, it's that fake it to make it mentality that we get preached to about every single day. Yeah. Um, and literally doing that and taking it, putting it into your real life and seeing what happens. And it works. It's just like you guys said, it was a quick conversation. Dude is like, done. Done. DC is like, hey, I want to do this. Yeah. Can you guys do it? Done. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that's the good side of it yeah where it's taking that leap of faith and having that dreamers mentality yeah and like what you said not knowing if you can do it but knowing you can do it type mm-hmm. thing right mm-hmm. so yeah. yeah in in the in the art of war um sun Tzu, uh you know he wrote about the art of war uh he has this quote in like part of the book like he says one thing he says opportunities multiply as they're seized mm-hmm. right so when you have an opportunity and you seize it, that one opportunity allows you to multiply with more opportunities. Mm-hmm. So you have to think about it like this. No one is ever truly ready for an opportunity. Think about even people in their careers. You go in a job, you say, I have, uh, I'm proficient in speaking French, mm-hmm. right? Just to get the job. Then you get thrown in the fires. Hey, like you said in your resume, you know French, you know Excel. <laughs> like, could you, can you draft this up for us? Yeah, and yeah. you're like, Oh my God, I lied. But then in the heat of the moment, your basic <sighs> knowledge of Excel, you just go search up functions, you search up everything, and you become good at Excel. And that's how, but that's how you learn sometimes that's how you too, learn. though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're going to go and put in that effort to go learn this mm-hmm. craft in order to get that job and get it done. And you can become great at it. So I, I feel like even though, yeah, a lot of entrepreneurs lie, it's not a bad thing necessarily. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's interesting. Drawing the line between where to lie and when not to lie mm-hmm. is very, it's a very delicate situation, isn't it? 
it's it's more when not to lie is when it's like a technical type of job right remember that one black kid who was like super young and he he spoke and acted like a doctor <laughs> oh yeah he, he did oh, multiple oh he did that multiple times he did times. multiple times yeah. and yeah. he finessed everybody and then he got finally found out that this guy is actually a fraud mm-hmm. right and he was i think shout out to the scammers shout out to scammers bro yeah that's you know what scammers so for sure. so for him he he's lying or so, the other one which um, one the high the high, the high or the high school or college football the football one Oh, the, the, the most recent one. The, the one the for JP. the AU. Yeah, he was on the JBP. The guy, um, what was his name I forgot again? what it is. It's called BS something high. high. BS High. BS High. Yeah, where yeah, he made yeah. like a fake school, fake football program. Well, I think you should watch that. And he got on ESPN. You should watch it. Yeah. But you should, like, he got onto ESPN. So he and got, got these destroyed. Kids on- right? They destroyed him. But a lot of those kids, like, I watched his interview on the JBP. A lot of those kids got, got the exposure. opportunity to go to D1 schools. So it's like, yeah, you lied. Yeah, you finesse people, but you did you did something for somebody. Mm-hmm. Even if it's one person, you change that person's life. That actually matters. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, that's what a legacy is. Yeah, A legacy isn't what you did for yourself. It's what you did for other people or like your city or your team, whatever it is. That's mm-hmm. what your legacy is. So I feel like that, that there's good lies out there. There's good lies out there, right? Which begs mm. the question, right? There are good lies that exist. There are product services that we use that someone had to lie to someone to take advantage of them for us to really enjoy the products. Mm-hmm. For example, Ray Kroc, McDonald's. So McDonald's, Ray Kroc was like an ice cream machine salesman going all over America trying to sell ice cream machines to restaurant owners. Comes across McDonald's, sees how they've revolutionized packaging, systems, yep. burgers, fryers. Everything was just done to order right then and there in a bag so you can toss it out back in the day restaurants the plate comes to your car there's glassware there's ceramics there's everything uh speed wasn't really there so he comes to the mcdonald brothers like wow i love what you guys are doing let me help you franchise these things let me help you franchise these restaurants expands all over america meets this guy called uh fred uh freddie sunburn or something like that this one uh jewish guy who gives him money to go and expand the McDonald's franchises. He tells them, hey, the beauty of this thing is that you should own the land instead of actually doing franchise mm-hmm. uh, restaurants. Mm-hmm. He does this and he tries to get a cut for the McDonald brothers. They're like, this isn't part of our vision. You're going too fast. Ray Kroc is like, guys, listen, this is how we're going to make it. You guys have something here. Like, listen to me. So... The, Ray, the, 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 the McDonald brothers are like, okay, fine. Uh, continue doing what you're doing. But Ray Kroc is like, listen, I want to buy the business from you. Um, how much would it take? And I couldn't remember the numbers, but I think it was like in the, the, a, mil. a mil. Just yeah. an easy Which mil. Is, yeah. But perpetuity, <laughs> sales, and, sales and perpetuity nah, of, 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 of McDonald's right mm-hmm. so they're like listen i can't agree to that but you have my word he he handshakes the mcdonald brothers and they're like okay cool every this percentage in perpetuity for as long as mcdonald's in existence so at the time you don't know how long mcdonald's is gonna go there's a lot of fast food restaurants who start and drop tomorrow mm-hmm. so those brothers never saw a dime from mcdonald's sales expand it now mcdonald's you know we know mcdonald's we mm-hmm. crush that stuff every day but 
imagine if he didn't lie to those guys, if he lied to those guys, right? And I mean, if he told the truth and he actually gave them equity and he didn't do all the things that he did behind their back in terms of Sorry. owning the land that McDonald's is in and paying and charging rent to those owners who do the franchisees, the franchisees. Maybe McDonald's doesn't expand. Maybe McDonald's doesn't become the brand it is. McDonald's and Coke are like exactly the same brand. So think of think how McDonald's has made such an impact. And it was based on a guy who was so selfish that he was making a lot of lies just to make it. I mean, I think I think that's kind of like a specific example because he was because he like actually snaked them. You know, but bro, Whereas, there's a lot of guys who snaked people like Facebook snake. Majority of the biggest business started off with a snake, snaky, snaky nah, behavior. They, they got paid though. Facebook boys got paid. You know, yeah, they did. But still. they got they made like I think it was like they made life changing money off but of Facebook. morally morally snaked. They were morally snaked, but the McDonald's guys were actually snaked. Yeah, you know, they mm-hmm. like they their families might be everyday citizens mm-hmm. whereas like the facebook twins they're they're not everyday the, the, citizens. the winklevoss the winklevoss twins they're not everyday citizens and i think they have another company too that's, yeah, that's man, they're, they're they're multi-millionaires exactly they're, they're like they're they're, they're not, net worth is in like the nine figures easily mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? so i think there's a difference between the two like there's a difference between people getting snakes and and saying all right i'm taking it over but you go you gonna you gonna have a little bit mm-hmm. you know versus yeah uh, what happens to McDonald's? But do you think that level of cutthroatness is needed? Yes. Right. If you want to go McDonald's level, hundred percent, you have to be a shark. You have to be cutthroat. Mm-hmm. It's not you can't get through life like that type of life. Being like, oh yeah, sure, let's do it. Like mm-hmm. no, straight up. Yeah. There's no examples either. There's bare examples. Uh, even um, I mean even like on tv remember what's that show with uh the guy who had three sons one was gay one and two of them were just just smollett with um turns empire empire right the one guy he's trying to get back empire because he felt snaked from uh i think the wife was his name cookie yeah cookie tried to charge me hansen right so it just goes to show you that these guys to really get to where they gotta be there's a there's an element of and Embro, it sucks because you got to be integral in everything that you do. Yeah. But it's like something is a, is, it's like a given, it's a give and take. I mean, I get the whole idea. I got to lie to my employees just to make them not feel like anxious about being laid off. But then I get new information and I do otherwise. I can see optically how that looks like a lie. But to do something like be, behind someone's back just to enrich yourself. Morally and integrally, like I don't agree with that. Of course, you know, but but pe- it depends on what you want to do, though. Like, like I said, if, exactly. If you're if you're gonna be like, okay, this is what I gotta do. It's it depends who it is, and depends, and, and this is like another thing. It depends what's at stake. If if your business if your business plan and your business goal is to make money, you have to become money. You have to become money. You have to become money. You have to detach yourself from the feelings. And this and that and all the other stuff. You have to move like you're the money. You think so? Yeah, because I disagree. No, the and no, I'm saying. Remember again, I'm not talking about a business that's founded on integrity mm-hmm. and service and customers and client. No, I'm talking about the business that want to make money. That's a front. That's a that's a front. 
all that type of stuff, like serve customer service. That's all the front. The billion dollar businesses is straight up cutthroat. Those companies, the people that are at the head, True. they have to become the money. And they have to move like that because mm. like you said, if layoff, layoffs are a natural thing that happens in a company, for a company to succeed, there has to kind of be layoffs. You, gotta cut the fat. you have to work people a lot mm -hmm. and gain all that money. And for you to even retain the money, you have to let go of the people who got you that yeah. so that you're not repaying them. So you have to be cut though. You have to act like money and say, I'm not even thinking about whose hands I'm going into. I'm just cutting. I'm either going to leave or I'm here. And that's how money is, mm -hmm. right? It's either in your pocket or it's not. It's not halfway. Mm -hmm. You don't have half your money. It mm -hmm. doesn't make sense. You either yeah. have all or none. Yeah. So like in, in terms of being that company that's going to be that billion dollar company, you have to move like the McDonald's guy who snaked them and went around their back and did all this different stuff to kind of get those billions of dollars because you don't become the biggest franchise in the world thinking about integrity. It's just a fact. No. And if and if that wasn't a fact, then iPhones wouldn't be made in Indonesia and and China. Pakistan and China and wherever, all these different places. Like, they would just be made here. Because in America, we care about clients and customer it's, service and all that type of stuff. Yeah, in America, right? it's like, we gotta, you got to pay us American wages. Yeah. You got to pay us, like, what's the American wage now? Like, it's, it's uh, probably like 16, maybe 16 to 20 bucks an hour. Anywhere was, between there. Was like eight, isn't that $8? It's $8. It was $8. It was $8. Oh, in America. Yeah, in America, sorry, yeah, sorry, yeah, sorry, yeah. I'm thinking about here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Here is 16, $16.50. Yeah. I think it, yeah, it is, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, man. But, like, I think you bring up a great point, right? There's a level of uh, shrewdness you got to have in, in conducting, especially when you got multi-million dollar, trillion dollar deals on the, on on the on the thing on the right? line you're talking it's, millions it's of player dollars. versus player mm. right like what am i gonna do like what's your team it's business is war if you think about it like business exactly. is the is the greatest game ever it's 24 7 365 mm. bro there's yeah. a kid right now trying to kick our ass somewhere in australia facts facts that's a fact now let's talk about stealing Stealing. stealing because this is another element of the lying of the fraud that comes stealing in. ideas stealing ideas it can be just stealing in general stealing in general because it's money too mm -hmm. yeah exactly so what's your guys opinion on stealing people's content like for example if you look at mr beast's content every video he puts out it's copied within within days within thumbnails days. are copied the thumbnails everything and people are stealing everything when it comes to well, anything artistry wise there's always bootleg that follows it Mm -hmm. I want to disagree with you on that first Mr. Beast point. That's not stealing to me. And the reason why it's not stealing is because there's a whole field of content that is based on other people's content. So, for example, you can go to like the biggest forms of it. NBA, sports. The shows that we watch after the sports shows is showing the NBA's content. Whether it's a podcast, whether it's ESPN, any company that's talking about the NBA, they're taking the NBA's content they're monetizing it for their own platform. And they do that with all sports. Then you can go down to a lower level with YouTube content creators or podcasters. There's literally a whole field of content creators that base their content off of other people's content. And no, other, and that's other people's. So, that's not what I'm talking no, about. No, but, but let me land first. The reason why I don't think it's stealing is because when somebody else clips your content, Although they might be monetized, they're also helping the person too. 
So that's why I don't think it's stealing because now somebody that follows this random person who makes this reaction videos is now going to be caught onto your content and they're spreading your net way wider than just you posting your stuff only. Mm -hmm. So that's the only reason why I say it's not stealing. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about um, reactions or fair use of someone's content mm -hmm. at all. I'm talking about Mr. B says... Hey guys, in this video, I'm showing people getting their heads chopped off. Someone sees it and is like, whoa, that's a crazy idea. And it's like, in this video, I'm going to show people getting their heads cuts off, cut off. And says the exact same thing when repeats it verbatim, same thumbnail, same kind of concept to get the exact same or a margin of what Mr. Beast is doing. Because right. if he gets 100 million views, someone gets 10 million views, I'm still eating out that 10 million views, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. That's what's happening. I've never seen that before. That, yeah. That's a big thing on YouTube yeah. right now. Yeah. Like people copying thumbnails, ideas. And so that's, and that's more of a copying, like stealing idea type thing. Exactly. Okay, okay, okay. Got yeah. you, got you. I thought you were saying like clipping. No, when you said clips, I thought you were no, saying no, clipping no. his content. No. Like, so pretty much like. Okay, I, okay. My bad. That's my fault. Like fair use content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that's yeah, what yeah. you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah but not yeah. fair use content. You know, we yeah. used it in this, in this very pod. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, we talked about another YouTuber um, that was the doctor I mentioned earlier. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah. there is a, a phenomenon going on where people are stealing content, like actually stealing, not like repurposing for monetary gain. Yeah. And it's not going unchecked. Got you. You know, what are your thoughts on stealing people's content? And here's the thing too, though, is that as creatives, in order to start, you kind of need to steal to start, you know? When you're just coming off, you're like, all right, what am I going to create? I want to make something like, I remember when I first started rapping, I started. I used to say, uh, Cassidy had a bar, and I would say, I'm putting an 8K to your rib cage. So I used to, <laughs> every time I used to freestyle rap. That was your I first to, bar? I used to go straight to it. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's yeah. like when you, when you get told to have a freestyle, and yeah. you're waiting, you're just waiting. waiting. I'm like, yo, that bar anytime I freestyle, I'm spitting that shit. <laughs> I'm spitting that bar. I don't care if the Nobody flow is off, that. but like, that's the bar, those are the bars I'm spitting, bro. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so we all have those tracks, bro, mm -hmm. that we're going to spit. So, so, I, so I took that from, from Cassidy, but mm -hmm. that's more in the fair use lane. I'm yeah. talking about somebody who yeah. steals to start off and as entrepreneurs a lot of times when it comes to something um for instance you're pitching and you're in a meeting and nothing's hitting and you're like i know that guy's deal idea over there <laughs> yoink steal it and steal it so that's like news jacking in a way then no news jacking is that even different as well okay yeah, okay yeah, okay that's repurposing. Mm, that's, okay. That's, uh, i mean i think uh there's a saying that goes there's nothing new under the sun right think about it every idea every concept every style that you can think about someone has already thought about it someone has already done it or someone else showed you a glimpse of what something could be so stealing is always going to be there steve jobs even had uh steve jobs stole a lot of his plans and uh, things that are in apple computers today the mouse he he stole that from xerox right he stole their graphic interface because he saw that they're not using it properly Let's put this on a Mac and let's actually get it out there towards the to the populace where they can actually have a personal computer. Because you think about back in the day, computers, they're just very clunky machines. Like you got to go somewhere to use them, but you yeah. can't have them in your house. So he gets a tour by Xerox, sees what they're doing, and moves this, sees this cursor moving around. It's like, rah, like, like what? What we it? <laughs> what we it? <laughs> You guys, you guys are using it it's like what do you guys use yeah well we just use it internally it's just to do this and steve jobs like listen he goes back to apple we gotta create this thing make it as cheap as possible and he tells his team i gotta be able to roll it on my jeans 
when I'm using it at, at home. So they go make it for like way less and make it last longer than the Xerox thing. Stole it, revolutionized modern day computing because mm-hmm. IBM IBM wasn't doing that. Mm-hmm. So he had that quote, Picasso. It's actually a Picasso quote. Good artists copy, mm-hmm. great artists steal. Mm-hmm. So you got to steal to make things happen, right? Yeah. So even Mr. Beast, that one line, he must have seen it from a movie. He's like, huh, that's something I can use. But he just popularizes it and he's the leader. Mm-hmm. So everyone's going to follow. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a slight difference between what you were saying Steve Jobs did and what other people on YouTube are doing. And I think this is a big lesson as entrepreneurs. It's figuring out the what to steal and how to improve on t- on top of it. Because what you're talking about is someone's taking an idea, mm-hmm. is Drake looking at Ja Ru mm-hmm. and saying, I'm a sing too, but put it like this, mm-hmm. you know? So I think as entrepreneurs and the creatives, when you go to take an idea, it's thinking about how we can take it and improve on, upon it mm-hmm. and not just steal it for stealing's sake, mm-hmm. you know? Because you can steal for stealing's sake too. But I think if we take and then improve up- upon it, that's what the difference is, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's that's kind of the difference between the two of them. Um, so we, we, we have elements of earn your leisure in our, in our pod. We have elements of Colin and Samir mm-hmm. on our pod, you know? We have different elements of different podcasters, for sure. As we're towards wrapping up, um, it's an interesting conversation between finding the line between, you know, theft, stealing, fraud, and believing in yourself, and lying to get that deal, you know? yeah. But and, and one thing I also wanted to touch upon is how publications play a big factor in what people believe is a lie. Because these days you can back to the whole Caesar uh, uh DJ Envy. You can have an entrepreneur say, I'm gonna buy a hundred K followers, I'm gonna look, sound, conduct myself as if I am that entrepreneur that would be on Forbes. Yeah. You can have a contact at Forbes, Entrepreneur Magazine, TechCrunch, fabricate all these things, have a landing page. Remember that guy who had a landing page? Uh, we interviewed him and he said that uh, he has users, he has whatever. I've been on TechCrunch, but mm-hmm. in the behind closed doors, you got nothing, mm-hmm. yeah. right? So, and we take that information and we're like, yo, look at person ABC is doing this, they've raised this. They're here. They're doing that. They're on that platform. They're on that podcast. But we think that these people collectively get there by merit. Mm -hmm. And that is the biggest thing that I've learned, that merit doesn't really exist in terms of achieving success. We can work as hard as we can, but someone might have a contact that can get them through certain doors and get there. We can go as far as we can on merit. But to go to different places, you've got to do some things you might not be proud of to get there, to really, really get there. Caesar, (laughs) integrity out the window. I'm going to do whatever. I'm going to tell you what you need to hear for me to get that bag. So the media legit manipulates things just to make people believe certain things. And they'll take the money because, hey, this is just another story. But them to someone like Caesar, he has 40 of those stories. So now this story makes him seem he's the next real estate guy right so it's just a lesson for us as a general populace do not believe everything you see on twitter instagram 
and these Forbes articles because mm-hmm. I was watching uh, Spencer Cornelia. This one guy talks about marketing and whatever. It can help you with marketing, but you paid for those Forbes articles. Mm-hmm. Forbes 30 and 30 for some other country. So people say Forbes 30 and 30, but like Forbes 30 and 30 uh, South Africa, mm-hmm. right? Where they, they might not do due I'm not saying South Africans don't do due diligence, but it's easy to get 30 and 30 when you compare to other South Africans. You know, so mm-hmm. so everything is always skewed, and now we have the Thanoses, the FTX, everything like that. So think about all the athletes who invested in FTX. Yep, Steph Curry. they're all they were all finessed by yeah. influence. Not even just athletes too. Um, everyday um YouTubers too. Mm-hmm. Like Graham Stephan was in that. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. So there was a real people who were believing in that, thinking that is real because of the the perceived value that came from it, you know? And that's another thing that happens is that we lie to create perceived value. Values. Yeah. That's a big one. Yeah. That's I want a- to touch on the stealing too because like one thing I was listening to JBP the other day and he's like, yo, when you put something out in the world, it's not yours anymore. It's mine. Like if I'm a consumer and you put like say, because he was talking about his whole like Drake thing mm-hmm. and like how he got this big backlash. But it's like, this project is mine now. Like you put it out, I purchased it. I have every right to make commentary, s- make comment, and give my opinion. Yeah. And when it comes to the stealing thing, it's like, listen, you put this content out. I own this now. So I'm momentarily I- <laughs> renting it from you as I play it. No, you're not renting it. You own it. Okay, but if I, how do I? It's own my it? con- like if you can download the content, screen, you can screen record the whole thing on your phone, and you can own that clip forever. This is mine. You but, put it out too, and you're getting paid for it. But if I, if so, you're saying if I clip it and download it, yeah. and I have it just on my camera roll, it's in my possession. I own this thing. It's yours. But if I republish it, of course, there's copyright laws. Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah, if yeah. you take that exact clip and put it out there, Me yeah, too. you're gonna get in trouble. Yeah. But if you take that first thing that he said and say it in your video, it's mine. It's fair game. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like even that kind of sits in that fair, you know, the, the, the fair use thing fair use. where it's like, yeah, it's stealing, but you also put this out. Mm. So the, I own this thing now too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this, I have, I kind of have the right to take this idea that inspired me to go make my own thing. And use it too. And if it pops, it pops. Bobby Altov, funny marker, f- funny Marco. Like, I actually <sighs> respect her because she went and did a podcast with him. Yeah. Because she recognized that, yeah, this is his thing. But I'm not going to be that classic white colonizer person mm-hmm. and just take it and run off. I'm going to actually, you know, show you some love too. But I feel like you put this thing out in the world. It inspired the hell out of me. I want to make my own version now. For the rest of Bobby Altop's life, they're going to say they black people are going to say she stole Funny Marco's content, stole Funny Marco's style. But so, he put it onto the world to inspire her, to make a new version of her. So Owen talked about this um, a second ago when he mentioned the um, Steal Like an Artist book. And I think it's a must read um, book for entrepreneurs or even listen to the podcast. One of the ones um, I actually in prepare, preparation for this, I listened to the Colin Smith episode where they interviewed the author of Steal Like an Artist. And one of the main things he mentioned was it's one thing to steal and they, they have this phrase, um, you know, stealing or, or copying is the biggest form of flattery. 
Mm-hmm. But so if you used to see someone actually copy your style, it's actually not that flattering. Yeah. But what is flattering is when you see somebody leverage your style and then go do something completely different with it mm-hmm. and upgrade it, mm-hmm. right? And what you're talking about is kind of the, the the ladder where someone's taking the style and upgrading it, you know? Um, sampling, for example, even though sampling doesn't go um, to a lot of people's thing. But yeah. mm-hmm. It's a form of that where they yeah. see something and improve upon it. Um, I think that is extremely important mm-hmm. and necessary for the society to grow art to grow business to grow yeah for sure but i have a problem with somebody stealing like i've seen some someone has stolen our whole podcast intro you know, oh, you know freaking the guy, guy yeah. he's redacted as <laughs> a local guy local guy. everything everything did it from introduction to intro to but preamble that's naming the of, show too that's, same that's name. a part of what i said earlier though your leg that's your legacy it doesn't matter how many views or likes you get on this show ever. Your legacy is the fact that somebody else saw what you did and went out and created their own version. And they're so unoriginal that they had to take what you guys did because they know that's the formula that they want to use. I feel like that's the good side of it where, yeah, of course, that sucks that he's like taking your shit and, and doing his own thing. But you guys inspired somebody to go create. That's amazing. You know, there's certain things that, yes, you can copy the show and you can do whatever. Like, I see it all the time. Like, guys like Iman Gatsi, people people copy his studio setup. Mm -hmm. People copy his thumbnail setup. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, dog, if you are trying to talk to this audience I'm in and this is the person you're copying, everyone sees right through you. Right? So, it it, it doesn't make sense. There's, There's one guy who I think that it's very hard to copy them. Okay. It's like a Toronto guy, Sean Brown. Oh, like, by Sean Brown. By Sean Brown. Shout out Sean Brown. By, <laughs> remember, he skirted away from us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to tell the story. Yeah, yeah, Sean Brown ducked us heavy, fam. Yo, it was so embarrassing. Yo, I felt like I felt like an ugly girl. Damn. I felt like a fat, ugly girl, bro. Yo. That was probably Yo. one of the worst curves. Yo. You got <laughs> my shot curves bro, by the Sean way, Brown. The way, the way he just walked away, just like, like with his baggy pants, just like, just like, like a penguin. He went to the other guy, like, conversing. You asked him a question, and he just stayed quiet. Damn. Mm-hmm. Boom. But I was going to say, man, the, his designs, his carpets, his jackets, mm-hmm. it's so hard to duplicate that and not and not have the same soul and flair that Sean's work has. Mm-hmm. Right? His carpets. He was a fr- Everybody knows Sean Brown made those carpets. Mm-hmm. His corduroy jackets. I'm like, man. He's like one... Uh, one is um the one sleeve one bro, sleeve that jacket was so hard to <sighs> drop that yo I can't lie that was it was like it was like two grand to come out of Toronto bro that and the roots jacket hardest, that and the jacket hardest jackets Toronto, for sure bro I remember I wanted that jacket so I was willing to at the time I was like maybe second year of uni mm-hmm. I think my my whole life savings was like four grand at that <laughs> time <laughs> and I'm like I'm gonna buy this jacket I don't care mm-hmm. because it was so unique it was so different so. If someone else sees that jacket, it's H&M copies it, it'll lack the same flair because they don't mean mine. I use the same fabric, the same touch, but you can't, you can't copy good art. So I have a question. What are you guys on the side of? Because I think throughout the, our whole conversation, um, where the conversation kind of, where the questions started and where they ended, like, I feel like my opinion was more finding the good mm-hmm. in the stealing, the lying and all the 
all those stuff that entrepreneurs do. And I feel like you guys kind of pointed out the negative side of things mostly. But what's your opinion on it in terms of like all of us in this room being entrepreneurs and knowing that we have our fate in our own hands for, you know, we don't want to go into God and that type of stuff right now, but we have our fate in our own hands. What's your opinion on it? Do you think that these things um, are good and necessary or is it like something that we should kind of or entrepreneurs should stay away from? and not do I should go I think you should know your limits and play within it mm. you know um, and there's one thing I actually didn't mention is uh, in regards to the known unknown I remember Francesca from the, the friend zone had this quote that really stuck with me it was uh, just because you haven't done it doesn't mean it's not for you it might be just different for you right whereas something that you might have done before but you know you can accomplish it you know, it's something different for you. So, you know, you can accomplish it. Mm -hmm. So you can go forth and conquer it. Whereas those other things that you know you don't know how to do at all, but you're making that promise to close the deal. You know, there's a fine line between those two things. And going after the right one and making that change is where it really matters. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's where I think people need to focus on is knowing which one is which for you and doubling down on that. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, as like I was saying, Anything you do in business, you have to be ethical in everything that you do in the way you treat people, yeah. the way you conduct yourself, yeah. and the way you treat your customers and the promises you give. Mm. Um, I can understand people who are in bigger places and they need to be they need to be a little bit more shrewd. Yeah. They need to maybe do certain things they might not be proud of. But if that impact is for the good of moving the company forward. Like, we've got to fire this person. We've got to tell him this. Yeah. But he's here right now, so let's tell him otherwise. But we got to do this because we can't have him do that. I get that. There's a little bit of shrewdness just to protect the bigger asset, right? But mm. it should never be from a place, like, where it's, like, from a malicious intent. Yeah, of course. I think, I think that's from, like, that's where I stand. But uh, from, like, your personal relationships, know your limits, as Alex said. Yeah. Right? Know what you can do. Know what you can't do and learn to do the things that you can do maybe even like maybe 50 percent. and when you get asked you can lie and say yeah i can do it but not at the expert level but you got to be ready to put your burners on and yeah. really rise to the occasion mm -hmm. yeah. i'd rather somebody say i know how to 50 percent do it but i have the willingness to do it yeah lie to me about that yeah. but do not lie to me about i do not know how to do it and tell me you know how to and do under promise it. and, and over deliver exactly like exactly yeah. So one of the last things I want to say is work towards wrapping up is manage expectations, y'all. That's one of the biggest lessons that we've had, managing expectations. If you are an A-plus at it, say you get your A-plus at it. If you are a B-plus at it or a C-plus, maintain that, you know, so people can understand exactly what they're getting and maintaining that expectation with either the clients you're serving or the customers you're serving. That's one yeah. the other thing. And I'll yeah. say too, and this is specifically, specifically, for all the videographers and photographers out there, it's very hard to say no to work. It's extremely hard, especially when you're doing this full time, which not a lot of photographers and videographers are actually doing it full time. Most of them have a nine to five and do it on the side. But if that's your goal that you want to take it to, to, to a full time job, like kind of like, like how I'm doing it. You're going to be tempted to lie to take that extra gig to get that money. 100%. Guys, yeah. Don't do it. If something goes wrong and timing is an issue, 
be like be open to speaking to that person i try my best that anytime if there's a due date of thursday something is due i do my best to at least say hey guys i can't have it done today i'm gonna like just talk communication is everything mm-hmm. i had a situation i will be i'll be quick with this i had a situation where i gave a gig to another person that I work with in the ind- that I've worked with in the industry, I gave him a gig to one of my top clients. I had no idea that this guy had a pattern of disappearing on people. I had no idea. I saw his work, amazing work. But what he does is he takes every gig, he gets paid for it, he can't finish gigs and he disappears. That's what he does. He's done it multiple times. My guys even gave the guy a second chance. And he did the same thing again. Now that I'm even speaking about this, I actually have to call this guy because he still hasn't sent back the money. And because I've been working so hard, I forgot. Now I have to call him. So it's a good thing we had this conversation, but it's literally just because the lies and the lies end up turning into stealing. So you just get wrapped up in this mm-hmm. negative thing. Negative loop. And it's a huge thing with videographers and photographers. A lot of people will know. I've been through the situation mm-hmm. where I've just been swamped and something is just going to take me longer. I did a wedding for somebody and I gave it to an editor. The editor gave me nonsense. Now, in that situation, I could have lied and just been like, hey, guys, I just need a couple more days. And I put together something quickly myself. No, I went to her and I said, listen. My editor that I'm no longer using gave me some nonsense. I'm actually, because it's not half bad, what I'm going to do is I'm going to actually give you this for sake of time because we're wasting time here. Your wedding was a month ago. I'm going to give you this edit so you have something to look at. And I'm going to go ahead mm-hmm. and redo what I got to do within a certain time frame. But I need more time because mm-hmm. I'm more busy. Mm-hmm. I was just honest. And mm-hmm. you know what her reaction was? Oh my God, that's no problem. Take your time. I'm so happy you even sent us this. I gave her the raw footage so she can look at it and see all the raw. I, it was amazing. Her reaction was amazing. Another time, actually recently, I shot some photos. I had a technical difficulty with my camera that I did not know was happening. So when I went back after, I looked at the photos. They're not up to my standard. Mm-hmm. You know what I said? I messaged the lady. Hey, listen, I'm actually going to offer you a full refund because this is just below my standard. This isn't my work. We've worked together before and you know my yeah. work. This isn't it. I'm going to offer you a full refund because I didn't know this was happening. It was a technical. I was just completely open. You know what she said? Send back an email. Oh, my God. No problem. Mm-hmm. I thank you for being professional. You don't have to send me a refund. You know what? Just next time I call you for a shoot, just give me a little discount, whatever it is like. You never know what the reaction is going to be. But because you're so used to lying and stealing, you're going to go to that and do that every yeah. time. It's a big thing with photographers and videographers. So y'all point. stay away from it. Managing expectations. And even with uh, Upload Studios clients, I call them like every day just to give them updates. I was like, hey, man, listen, the videos were being worked on right now. I know it's a little bit late, but I just want to say you might not get them all at once, but we're going to give you piece by piece. It's like, man, oh, and I appreciate the call. Yeah. Thanks for the updates. Hey, you'll get them not right away, but this is the plan. Mm-hmm. Have them expect them. As, so I give them even further. Yes. And then I come Under back. Under promise, over deliver. Over deliver. Mm-hmm. Kind of goes back to uh, Fire Festival. Like imagine if <laughs> bro like Bobby 
they had managed expectations. <laughs> yeah. They saved his reputation. Bro, he wouldn't have went to jail. Everything. That not whole jail. shit wouldn't happen. Give them money back. Facts. Fire is not happening. Facts. So Facts. that's what happens when you lie, bro. Yeah. You overexert yeah. yourself. You yeah. overextend. You feel bad. Your character takes an emotional toll. And it's all because of you. You made the decision. You made the decision to be like, I can deliver by tomorrow because you feel the pressure because you're, you're afraid to lose the deal, mm-hmm. which goes back to the scarcity mindset you're talking about. Yeah. Money's so seductive. You f- feel like it's going to flee away. But yep. that shit is, is rotating. It's circulation. Oh. It's going to come That's back. That's what it does. It's, it's going to come back. Money is, is only a byproduct of hard work. Mm-hmm. It's not something that... It, it's. I don't even think about money. How many times... Y'all have to be like, yo, Isaac, send the invoice. <laughs> Bruh, I hate I sending you invoices. To- <laughs> I hate I sending be, bro, that money. I'm like, but fuck for real, Isaac. And the reason, the reason why I'm even like that is because, and I need to get out of that habit. Yeah. Because I have people over there who owe me hundreds of dollars. And I just, I'm just like working so hard. I know the money's coming, but sometimes I forget to send the invoice. It's a byproduct. It's not the end all be all yeah if you work hard you're gonna get this thing Mm -hmm. that's just how it works yeah if you go to the gym and lift enough weights your arm is gonna get big it's the same way if you work hard enough and you're doing good work in your business the money is going to come so there's no point of lying and stealing and doing all these things Mm -hmm. you can just be honest and we've had that in our dynamic where it's like yo we can just be a hundred percent honest with each other how about that It, How about it that? seems like a lost art, but like no, it, it's the it most is, though. constant thing that exists. It is. Yeah, it is. It is. And how many times have I told you guys, mm-hmm. I'm going to be 100% straight up here. You guys know when you get an opinion from me, it's going to be 100% straight up. I'm not going to mm-hmm. lie. You're trying to flex that Jamaican accent. I'm like, fam. <laughs> Where's that come from? <laughs> no, no, was, I feel like you were expecting me to be like, hmm. Your Jamaican accent wasn't that bad. I was like, not. Nah, that was horrible. That's speak, not it. Mom say, speak, <laughs> stick to your mother, your your national tongue. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah, my mom was so dry. Speak, thought, speak to your national I, language. I tried to um, basically <laughs> advertising once broke with the podcast wanted us to run an ad in Patois. and I told my mom, "Hey, what do you think about me uh, speaking in Patois for an ad?" And she's like, "Speak to your national language." <laughs> Which is Canadian. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was insane. That's a story in itself. Yeah. Uh, uh, Somebody asked you guys to do an added patois? A patois. Patois. Can you add a patois? Imagine that. That's what corporate people are. Can you add a patois? Pepsi commercial all over again. Right? Can you add a patois? (laughs) Yeah, what would you say someone asked you to do an ad in Swahili? What I I say, I'd actually decline because as much as I can speak Swahili, I still, I don't have the, the twang of speaking like homegrown Swahili. So, if I so speak you have Swahili, a, a accent. Yeah, I have like a Canadian yeah. accent. If I, well, like English, you, you can tell this person speaks Swahili, but it has a lot of like a, an English flair to it, mm. right? So the true authentic Swahili speaking person, I'll leave it up to someone else. Mm-hmm. We can have a conversation, but just don't put me in camera and ask me to do it. Because mm-hmm. uh, it's just not the same. Uh, I've, I haven't been there in a while. And I speak it at home when I can, but yeah, I'm not gonna front like I'm a Kenyan guy, like just fresh off the boat. No, I've I've been in Canada for a while. I'm pretty much Canadian now, but uh, I'm Kenyan through and through in like the things I do at home. I feel you. I feel you. For me, one thing I realized too is that there's levels to this Jamaican stuff. 
because <laughs> my family's from the country country. So like, and there's so many levels to the Jamaican accent. Mm-hmm. Like there's uptown Jamaican, which is like more modern. They say they say it like that, like modern, you know, versus yeah. like the country where it's like drawn out, yeah, and yeah. long, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like super overt. Mm-hmm. you know and even generational gaps too mm-hmm. like how the new kids young, different yeah yeah, yeah, yeah yeah it's a huge like a hugely uh large gap or it's, mm-hmm. a huge, it's a large gap between the different sects of yeah. the jamaican culture what do you think of the jamaican guys that uh rock the house tony and and mario what, what do they fall in the jamaican spectrum they're like older canadian jamaicans all the canadian jamaicans yeah, eh? yeah, okay yeah, yeah. like for instance tash the millionaire yeah she speaks auntie jamaican she doesn't speak young kid Jamaican because our generation, our generation is a generation back. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So yeah, her, her, if she was to speak like that to somebody in Jamaica, they'd be like, what's going on? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's your generation back. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Let's wrap up the episode. Uh, love to know what y'all think about the episode. Comment down below. Make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on Instagram at 247hustler. On TikTok at 247hustler. On Twitter at 247hustlers with the S. Our website, hustleofeverything.co, not .com. Make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube. Please subscribe to us on YouTube. Please subscribe to us on YouTube. Please. Right. Yo, and like that shit. Yes. And comment. And comment, bro. All like, that. we need the algorithm to pick up that video so other people can see it. We are on our way to 1,000 subs. Very close. We're at, we're at 908. 908 now? I think 908, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're slowly approaching. End the year, close out. Let's make it happen, Let's y'all. Let's get it. Fight right. the finish. That being said, that's what you can't control. So control your grind and control your life. I'm Alex. And I'm Ono Sende. That's the show, y'all. Peace. Peace. Thank you so much for checking out this episode. Make sure you visit hustleovereverything.co and cop some fire merch that we have in the store. And then we'll see you in the next episode. Mm-hmm.